Welcome to Chiefing with Chi, a podcast where you get to smoke with me, Lene Chi, and talk about everything from pop culture to your favorite munchie meal. I created this podcast so that smokers like me have a safe space to smoke, snack, and talk about what's on their minds. It doesn't matter if you smoke blunts, papers, eat edibles, or drink your Mary Jane and your tea. This podcast is for you. So kick back, relax, and if you need to, don't forget to grab your lighter. It's time for Chiefing with Chi. Like St. Elmo's fire loves so sharp and flat That it's hard to know just where you're at Welcome back to another episode with me, Lene Chi. This is episode three of Chiefing with Chi. If you're new and you haven't heard the first two episodes, please go back and listen to them. Just to let you know, this is the point in time where we like the blunt. So, if you have a blunt to smoke, paper, Rello, backwood, whatever you do, now's the time that we light. If you're already high, you're headed a curve. So just bear with us. Woo. Ooh. <coughs> oh goodness. That is super. Okay. We got it lit. You guys know I have to have my water nearby. Ooh. Because it does get a little a little um coffee sometimes or I get a little coffee mm. so I hope you guys week have been or is it have been or has been I hope your week has been really good and productive for me this week I'm feeling um I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. It's been a weird week just because I've been going through this whole transition um, in feelings and emotions and just like where I am mentally in my life and just things I'm realizing about myself. And I've been in kind of a funk and just been going through like a whole bunch of emotions. So I'll give a little backstory to this. Two years ago, I lost two close family members of mine to me, and they um, passed away like four months apart. And with them passing away um, so close together, them one of them passing away was traumatizing, but having them both pass away so suddenly so to speak um and so close apart was very traumatizing to say the least um the first death i took it really hard um after like the funeral i went through really deep depression for about two and a half ish of the four months um or the four month between period 
and I was coming out of that um, dark place when that other person passed away. Um, and so because I had been in that dark place so long, I, I, one, I didn't want to go back to that place um, because it was just like a, it, nobody wants to be in a dark place. I mean, if, if in a perfect world, everybody would be able to be up all the time, be able to be um, successful in various parts of their lives and um, wouldn't suffer through any hardships, hard times, broken hearts, etc. So with that being said, I didn't want to go back to that place, one. And the other person's death, I wanted to more imitate how they lived their life not to discredit anything about the other person's death it was just that it was a combination of the two things it was a combination of being so I, I don't want to say me giving into my emotions but I really just went through that time which I feel like anybody would say like that's understandable since like that makes sense but for me um I imitate it as a failure um, because you can't really tell anybody how to react in that time of grief but it just it wasn't one of my proudest moments um, so this time around I wanted to em, um, emulate the life that they led um, and be strong. Both of them were very strong, willed, independent, thinking people. Um, I admired that about them. Um, they stood on what they believed in and they were very firm in that. Um, so I wanted to emulate those positive attributes that they that they you know embody while they were living and so I did that but what I realized now is in doing that I thought that I was grieving I was not um, I would have moments where I would let myself cry here and there um, if we if I you know thought about them or talked about them um, or if it was something that reminded me of them. I did give myself that time, that barrier to do that. But um, it was different. The vibe of it was different. It was very like, okay, I'm going to cry. And okay, now we're done. Um, and when I would have those moments, they were far in between. Um, they, they weren't. There weren't a lot of those moments. It was like really spaced out. Um, to the point where I was almost, I would say, avoiding um, really thinking about them, watching anything that would trigger an emotion or thoughts of them. Really just want to be really conscious of um, what I put around me to trigger um, those emotions. So... I have went on like this for a few years <laughs> and um, I thought I was really grieving but I don't think I was now I'm looking back on it when I now I feel like I'm starting to grieve um, this has been one one of the second weeks where I really felt myself actually starting to grieve um, and just starting to have an overwhelming amount of emotion regarding their deaths, regarding what my life is without them being here, um, etc. And um, 
losing somebody close to you, losing anybody in general is traumatic, but just losing someone that's close to you that is a fixture in your life, uh, your, like, immediate day-to-day life, you know, um, when you make plans with them and you have these thoughts of, okay, we're going to get to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to have these memories, we have time to make these memories, um, and that is taken away, cut short, let me tell you, um, it is a, um, ooh, I'm trying not to cry now, it is, um, we're getting deep right off the bat in here today, it is a indescribable feeling really it feels like it kind of feels like you want to die you just want to you just want to fall into yourself and melt and just die um your heart just is broken like you just the only way I could describe it is um when I allow myself to really just cry um and like have those emotions I'm literally sobbing like it's it's almost like you just want the pain is just so immense for me that when I cry it's almost like I'm vomiting like I'm trying to (laughs) my man described it as me trying to shit the pain out like 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 you know you're not supposed to push me you shit but it's almost just like that <laughs> like you're just like like just trying to like giving birth trying to get that pain out of you um and it seems like no matter how hard you cry and just sob it's just so much pain it's devastating like it, honestly it's devastating so that's what I've been going through this week there are highs and there are lows um, in tandem with that grieving process, um, I have other things, just like my own, you know, re- like trying to relearn who I am, trying to re like reparent, get back to my authentic self and spirit, and get back to that person, that little girl, you know, try to, I'm trying to reparent that little girl inside of me. Who is just a scared little girl? I'm trying to repair her to be strong um, and resilient, and I'm just trying to uh, release all of the negativity and bad habits, um, pathologies passed down, generational curses that I have um, obtained in my 26 years of being on this earth so that is what i'm going through right now i am trying to i basically i'm fighting myself like the old me the new me the current me we all fighting we fighting we we duking it out we cut we you know it's rough to blow um it's serious so pray for me um, I'm sending my love and prayers to you guys because I know that everybody has their own individual inner struggles, pathologies, generational curses, things that they're dealing with, um, 
promise that they have so i am sending my love i'm sending light out to all of you all we're going to make it through this hard time and we're going to be better we need these challenging moments that's one thing i try to remind myself like we need these moments because if we didn't have this these moments of turmoil and god really forcing and pushing us to elevate to that higher level we wouldn't be able to be the person we need to be um to have the things that we're supposed to have so with that being said that is how i'm just going i'm feeling lovely now that i get to talk to you guys talk my shit and kick in and laugh so i'm super excited so this week i have been eating ranch wings that is my munchie of the week I love ranch wings. Oh, and I've been having mashed potatoes and gravy. So I love mashed potatoes and gravy. I've loved that since I was a baby. Um, my grandma told me how much I loved uh, mashed potatoes. My mom has told me. I've had family members tell me, like, I love mashed potatoes. I love potatoes, carbs. Um, so... There, you know, there's a Walmart everywhere in every freaking state in this country. But if you go to Walmart, you get the ranch wings. This is the only place I know that actually sells ranch sells ranch wings. Go to Walmart, go to the deli, try to get there. Cause I think the deli opens at eleven. This is some real fat girl shit right now. I think the deli opens at eleven. I'm gonna give y'all the whole the tea, the the juice, the drop. I prefer to see my ranch wings when they're fresh. They taste better when they're fresh. They don't taste that. Yeah, they taste better when they're fresh. They don't taste that good when they've been sitting in there like, like for. I don't know how long they typically be leaving this stuff in there, but let's just say they don't taste good when they've been sitting in there an hour plus. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I love to get mine fresh. The deli opens probably. I would say either at ten or eleven. And I know they're going to have the ranch wings, one. And I know they're going to be fresh, too. I know they're going to have the mashed potatoes fresh with the gravy. Period. That's what I like to get. I used to get the plate. I really like to get the plate with the jalapeno poppers. But I just get me... Um, I even put my man on to the um, ranch wings. So we get a pound of ranch wings, mashed potatoes, gravy. Boom. So that's what I'm having for my munchie meal or my munchie um, food of the week. It's bomb. I suggest that y'all go down to Walmart. Get you a sample first because it may be a little salty for you. You definitely got to have your water on that because four of those, five of those... Honey, you have got your your salt intake for the week, but they're really good. Please tell me how you guys like them. Let's get into the current events. I'm super excited to talk about the current events of this week. There has been, I don't say necessarily a lot of them, but it's been a good bit of them. So first of all, let me go ahead and say happy birthday to the late great nipsey hustle this past week um instagram twitter the internet um and his family celebrated his life his legacy and um 
from what I've seen on social media, his close family got together, did a dinner where they watched videos and told stories about the life that he lived and just fellowships, ate good, ate his favorite things, drank his favorite things, and just really relished and um, remembered him. And so that's really beautiful and I think that is a tradition I would like to adopt for my family um, for the passing of our loved ones that would be something really nice for us to do um, to bring us together because uh, we're not always together on their birthdays um, and holidays and things of that nature so I definitely think it's an idea that I'm going to be adopting for sure um, and yeah Rest in peace, rest in heaven, and let's jump in to the real good seat for the sweet. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard about um, the situation with Jay-Z and his new alliance with the NFL, um, but everybody has been talking about it all week. I've kind of been annoyed about it. Now, I want to point out my bias off top. Um, I love Jay-Z. He's my favorite rapper. <laughs> he's the GOAT in my eyes. He is my top, um, top. He's a part of my top five, and he ain't five. He won, you know? So I'm going to go ahead and get that out of the way. But from my understanding, Jay-Z is positioning himself in an in an in in an alliance with the NFL and people have been in a little uproar. Um Jamel Hill tweeted Jay-Z's new alliance with the NFL comes at the expense of Colin Kaepernick. My latest piece for at the Atlantic and she threw her links in there. Someone else who I'm assuming is an NFL player, I'm not really, I don't really like the NFL like that anyway. I'm more of an NBA girl. Shout out to my Lakers. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but someone named Eric Reed, who I'm assuming is a football player, he said, and he retweeted her tweet and was like, Jay-Z doesn't need the NFL's help to address social injustices. It was a money move for him and his music business. The NFL gets to hide behind his black face to try to cover up blackballing. And... And then he put hashtag neocolonism. And then Colin Kaepernick responded to him and said, You never turned your back on me or the people, even when the NFL tried to silence your voice and the movement. You never flinched or wavered. I love you, brother. Let's get it. And to the people, I see you. I hear you. And I love you. Thank you for having my back. And this is what Jay-Z had to say when asked, would you kneel or would you stand? Would you stand? Um, okay, I think we passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. And we're done with that. 
we, 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 everyone knows what they, we, you know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay, do you know the issue? Yeah, do you know the issue? Yes, we all know the issue now. Okay, next, where we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so to be clear, for the room, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. Okay, so you heard what Cap said. You heard what Jay-Z said um, about well, he's kneeling, staying, etc. You heard what some other fellow, um, let's say, peers of theirs had to say. And now we're going to talk about what I got to say about the situation. What I'll say is this. Well, let me first touch on... What do I want to... It's just so much I want to attack. I want to go... So, what I will go ahead and speak on is the statements made by Jamel Hill and Eric Reed. How can they form an opinion based on the... I mean, technically, we all have based an opinion on... A little information that we've been given by the media. Again, the media, who is not always a reliable, who has not always proven, like many, 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 many times, um, as a reliable source for information, has been exposed for bending, positioning, and posturing the truth to fit specific narratives. So, why is everybody so quick to take the fact that Jay-Z has a new alliance? Again, they didn't specify what the new alliance was. So, how are people so quick to say? More or less, uh, my feelings is indifferent. Or they were indifferent um, because initially, when the announcement was first made that they that the NFL would be having an alliance with Colin, I mean not Colin, with Jay Z. Sorry, um, they didn't specify what the alliance would look like. So everybody just kind of assumed that oh he's he's settled out. He was talking all of his big boy talk and his songs and his music and he went in. Now he's putting money um, into to putting money into being partnership with the NFL. My feelings is. We don't know exactly what the alliance is going to look like because it wasn't specified. So let's give everybody a chance to let the dust settle from the move. And then let's see what's going to happen. Let's see what he does or how he rules and how he uses um, and leverages his celebrity and who he is to many people and his access Let's see how he's going to leverage it. That's my thought process about the situation. When I seen it, I posted it to my Insta story. I said, good on him, infiltrate to 
to, to, you know, ignite change. Boom. Because that's really my thought process of what he's going to do. But I'm still like, before we say he's not going to do that or that he's doing the opposite of that, let us just give it a chance and see what's going to happen. So that's my thoughts on the first part of this whole thing. I want to kind of speak on Colin Kaepernick's tweet to Eric Reed. There to me in his statement is an underlined um there's a underlying tone and rhetoric underneath to me what was said. He says, you never turned your back on me or the people. Even when the NFL tried to silence your voice and the movement, you never flinched or wavered. I love you, brother. Let's get it. To me, there was a slight shot at Jay-Z and maybe a I feel like it was a, a nice, nasty way of saying he he turned his back on the people. He, you know, allowed, you know, he he allowed himself to be uh, influenced by the NFL, despite how they treated us. That's this, that, and the third. But let's be clear that you don't have to there's more than one way to skin a cat but to me his his approach to things is there's only one way it's only black and white and I feel like 400 plus years of slavery because in some parts of the south people were still being treated and used as slaves even though there were parts of the country that were free there were many people many black people many slaves who didn't even know that they were free um so 400 years plus of slavery and we still are enslaved mentally in certain areas of the community. Um, and there are several issues in, in ways in which I feel like we are held back and oppressed. But I feel like there are several different ways to also work at those issues to absolve them and I feel like in this whole how can we lift our people up how can we better the community how can we get a piece of the pie you know get back what was taken from us um, reestablish our community because um, we're to me the lowest on the totem pole even, even under some other people of color and um, I think in that fight, there are some people who believe it can only be one way, and there are others that can, that see that because of the traps and the hurdles that um, the man, if you will, or systematic racism 
and systematic oppression has um, put lay in front of us, we have to be just, if not, not just, we have to be more strategic, more intelligent, more calculated, more cunning, more everything to outsmart and break ourselves free from the chains that have been placed on us. And I feel like that is the difference between why our community and another set of community like the Asians or like the Jews or the the Caucasians um and why they are ahead in that way because we can't find a common ground where we can start to rebuild our community it's either it has to be this way or it has to be this way and it's annoying as fuck to be honest um i've never seen so many motherfuckers that have so many opinions but not a real will to ignite action it's just a lot of opinions no actions are being taken um from individuals who i feel like look up to and look at celebrities to make the decisions and the choices for where we're going as a black community like it's up to all of us it's not just up to jay-z or colin kaepernick or um who the fuck ever else is in a place of access and, and position because even though and i think i honestly feel like that's a huge issue in the black community we instead of looking for a way that we can all be the change we want to see in our own lives within our own family systems and our communities individually we're looking for a savior whether that savior be black yeah we're looking for a black savior that's what i want to say i don't want to say we're looking for a white savior even though there are some people that are but i feel like even with Obama coming into the White House, I heard so many people say he didn't do anything for black people, um, this, that, and the third, et cetera, et cetera. We don't fuck with him. He didn't speak up enough for us. And I feel like that is a huge issue in our community. You can't wait for somebody else to do for you and expect them to to do it the way you want them to do it that's not how it works um if you want change you have to be that change it starts with you it starts with your mindset what are you doing in your own community it is it's real people out there doing real things in their community they don't have the access that jay-z has to be in a room with other billionaires and position themselves and posture themselves in an alliance or a partnership to have a seat at the table in the nfl but they are doing things to help and better our community and i think that people focus too much on what jay-z and colin kaepernick are doing and too little on what they could be doing them damn selves to better that community that they walk outside and walk in in the neighborhood to the corner store to the ymca um to the park in their own damn neighborhoods things that they could be doing to better the situation for their community specifically and and i don't think that the people think about that nor do i think they give a damn i think people are looking for a savior 
I think people are looking for someone to come in and we give all our grievances to them and then they make it better for us. Like, that's not how it works. We have to work together. And I think that's the ingredient that is missing between us and the, the Jew community and the Asian community. Like, we all think we need to shine. We all think we gotta be seen. Like, sometimes it's okay to be behind the scenes. It's okay to be, you know, laying down and being a bridge for other people to walk through or going first, you know, so other people can come behind and then come back to open a door. And, and you may not get the recognition. And I think that's what's wrong. We think we have to get the recognition. Uh, everybody thinks that they need to be seen and that their voice has to be heard. Um, for change to happen. And that's not true. Like I said, I think it's real people in the community doing real things. Helping their community. Doing things that are impactful to black people and to black children. And I feel like those people don't get the recognition. But we are all arguing about something that Jay-Z is doing. Instead of saying, what can I do? Googling things in their own area. Figuring out who's running in the offices. And how, if they have a grievance, a grievance with something going on in their neighborhood. Who can they reach out to to evoke? change with that issue and I just kind of feel annoyed as fuck because we're always looking for somebody else to do the work that we need to do we have to be willing to get up off our ass and educate ourselves in politics to educate ourselves in systematic oppression and what it looks like and how it sounds because everybody doesn't understand everybody doesn't grasp that so I'm just kind of annoyed um, because we always so quick to attack each other we're like damn the news just dropped this what this was two days ago and everybody has attacked or kind of drew the lines in the sand of where they stand with the situation not even really having any real info on what's what so that's my annoyance my annoyance is that it seems like in between these these walls there is another sentence that basically is throwing shade at Jay-Z and alluding to the fact that he feels that that's what Jay-Z did that he um wavered on the things that he felt about the movement. And I totally don't agree with that. Just based on the soundbite that Jay-Z gave. He's literally saying. This was never about a job. This was never about Colin Kaepernick having a job. Because if people are paying attention. He started kneeling while he had a job. He lost his job due to the kneeling. But the kneeling started when he had a job. When he had a place of employment. That's when it started. The whole boycotting of the NFL started when they ousted Colin Kaepernick because he was kneeling. So I think people are lumping everything together and not really understanding that it's a cause and effect to why these things happen. He had a job while he was protesting. He was ousted because he protests. And that is why we decided to boycott the NFL. People are making it seem like we're boycotting the NFL 
because Colin Kaepernick kneeled. No, that's not why. We boycotted them because they, one, don't really give a fuck about black people and give a fuck about what we've been through, uh, why we were kneeling. They literally and blatantly ignored the very reasons that we specified the point of our kneeling. Like, it was because so many black, uh, of our black men was getting gunned down unjustly in the fucking streets like dogs, like animals. And that is why he started kneeling in the first place. Because that was his way of taking action. So, you throw shade at another black man because his way of taking action is different from yours. When, truth be told, you're still training. You're still keeping your body right because you want to be picked back up by the NFL. Now, we all know that he signed well there was some type of settlement made with the um, NFL and Colin Kaepernick we already know that obviously we don't know the details of that but my feelings about it is y'all both took action on something based on you guys feelings about that which was police brutality which was our black men and our black women and our black boys and girls getting gunned down in the streets like fucking dogs um and shot down by racist kkk members with badges and that is why you both took action so i kind of feel like his energy is throwing shade um in so many words and so i don't fuck with that and I don't fuck with the idea because his girlfriend, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, Nesta, also made a post basically saying, um, this, let, matter of fact, I'm going to read to you what she said because I don't, um, want to give, I, I like to paraphrase, but I want to be correct in this, um, particular instant just due to the fact that um it's such a serious topic so i want to make sure i am being completely accurate um when i give this information so okay so she made a few posts and i'm gonna read them okay fuck I can't find my fucking pose. Oh, here it is. She said... Oh, no. So, okay. Somebody else said this. But let's go with this. This is why I'm glad I pulled it up. So, she said... So, she reposted a tweet that said, Just to be clear, no Jay-Z, no Robert Kraft, and Meek Mill, no Players Coalition, no amount of money can erase the fact that the NFL punished Kaepernick 7 for speaking out on behalf of people of color and continues to ban him. Thanks for sending my TED Talk. She captioned this pose, I don't care if it's your favorite idol. No PR look will ever cover up the truth that Kaepernick 7 is wrongfully unemployed because he protested against injustices happening to black brown and brown communities period okay sorry nonetheless my issue with them too is that they're painting it as if they're painting it is as if so she posted this picture that says colin kaepernick settled his grievance 
Jay-Z is just taking the money. And she posted this picture and wrote this long-ass caption. And I'm going to read it. But my issue with him is they're almost making it like we don't fuck with what Jay-Z did. We don't fuck with him like that because he ain't real. He not he not coming from a place of like I I don't know. They're trying to compare Kaepernick being ousted and blackballed in in the NFL and saying that he basically saying he had a real reason to get money from them and that Jay-Z doesn't. In a nutshell, that's what they saying. And it's kind of like, what? Y'all are looking at money. Why shouldn't we get paid? Why shouldn't we get paid? Why shouldn't Jay-Z get paid? If he's bringing something to the table and he's going to be offering something, whether that is insight, whether that is, hey, this is what you should do in the interest of the, of um being supportive of the black community this is what you shouldn't do why should he be paid for his intellect and what his voice his 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 um influence because that's what he's bringing to the table in an effort to bring changes about so i don't know but this is what she says there seems to be some confusion about the difference between Colin Kaepernick settling his collusion. And the only people that seem confused is her but and her nigga, but okay. Colin Kaepernick settling his collusion grievance with the National Football League before an arbitrator could rule on the merits. And Jay-Z allowing the NFL to paint itself in hoverface in exchange for some Super Bowl money. The mischaracterization seems to be cap took the money and jay-z took the money so it's all the same and so now let's get ready for some football here's wide receiver des bryant stumbling into the confusion thinking that way is not des's fault he went to school to learn how to catch footballs <gasps> i went to school to learn how to debate the definition of a catch it's a total abrust of fuchication. Okay, well that I I don't know. Oh, that's so that says absurdist. Excuse me. I am high. <laughs> okay. She's shady as fuck with these motherfucking tweets. I mean with this caption. She said that's not his fault. He went to school to learn how to catch footballs. I went to school to learn how to debate. I don't know. Her whole attitude is just off putting to me. Her and his attitude is off putting. It's just like this whole thing started about you protesting an injustice um in our country they blackballed you for this they took away your job because of this and you have the right to get paid for your grievances due to that due to the fact that you kneel for something you believed in and that was your way of protesting that was the way of letting your voice be heard and you were reprimanded for that so to speak so that's cool i don't think anybody is trying to compare that to jay-z what i think their whole she's trying to say that's not the case which i agree with her it, it it's not the case like it's not the same he's airing out his grievances with them because they blackballed him and they took away money from his mouth um bread off his table how if you will and so it's not the same. Jay-Z is using his influence in his billion-dollar bank account 
to get a seat at the table so that there will be more say from black people in the black community and having a black voice um at the table to prevent things like this from happening to other players is which is what i think jay-z's whole pointy is um so it's like what but okay i don't know why she needed to throw shade at des brian i don't know what he said but i guess so she was just basically saying, I went to school to learn how to debate the definition of a catch in total um, absurdist, of I don't know the obfuscation word. I'm going to be keeping a 100 with you. But I'll look it up later on Google. I got you, Mr. Bryant. Simply put the co- Oh, God. I know this word, but I'm so high, I don't know how to say it. Okay, hold on. Wait, I'm pulling it together. Give me one second. Here we go. Colicool. I don't think that was it. Colicool. Colicool. I can hear it in my head, but I can't. Simply put. <laughs> the colicool. I cannot say that word, but we're going we're gonna to keep pushing. She said, the understanding of settlement has no place in the law. Many aspects of legal systems are designed specifically to encourage legal settlements. Okay, I'm not reading all this shit. Oh, this shit is long. Okay, girl. Yeah. So, I'm going to read something that sums up my thoughts on this. Um, It's perfectly and as eloquently as my high mind can articulate at this point. Okay. He goes nothing. <laughs> okay. So, this is ultimately, in a nutshell, how I feel. I understand both points of view because there's validity to both. And past actions supporting both points. That Jay-Z has profited off of movements. And that Jay-Z has done some incredible things for social movements and community. Because that's been the argument. Like, he's done things in the past that shows his intentions in this situation isn't true. Or that we shouldn't trust him. And we should assume he's immediately assume he's a sellout because of his past indiscretions. Um, so basically this person is saying that they understand that point of view because he did do some shady shit in the past, but he has also done things for the movement of black people, black people, black people, (laughs) and, um, for social movements in our community, basically. Um, and the, basically they ended it with saying they're just waiting to see how it plays out. I agree and concur with that. Another comment I like because I just be liking shit. And I can't find it. Where is it? Where is it? It was some compelling shit in here and I don't know where it is. Um, There was another question that I like that was posed. It says... Just a question. Cap settled with the NFL. Settlements have rules. So maybe taking that payment means he can't be at the table. Um, but that's still. So to me, that still doesn't. So still watch AJZ. Because there's other people in the NFL that have to be protected. So I don't 
really understand. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand their point of view. I don't understand their issue with him doing this and his point of view. And maybe it's things behind the scenes that I don't know, and that could play a major part in why they are reacting and uh, responding in this nature. It's because it's probably shit and policies going on in the industry that we have no idea about, and we never will. So that's just that on that part. Um, but. People were just speculating in Amanda Seals' comments because she spoke on it and she had the kind of opinion I had, which is let's not be quick to jump to a specific um, conclusion. I'll play a clip of what she said because you know what? Why the fuck not? It's my show. Do what I want. So, per usual, the internet is up in arms. Always. Stacey and NFL deal. The internet knows only what they've been told. The internet has no insight beyond that. It's a objective, journalistic point of view that they're referencing. True that. They're going off of feeling. That's right. Um, and emotion. That's true too. And I think it's important to point out some things. Yeah, come on with it. One, people are saying... This is the same thing as Donald Trump and Kanye. There is a difference between selling out and buying in. Kanye has gained no stake with Donald Trump in terms of a voice, an actual um, permanent <laughs> equal change. He's a mascot. True that. And he was not involved in anything of substantiary change nothing jay-z for what it's worth on the outside looking in because we don't know the specifics is financially buying into a scenario where it gives him a voice so it is the difference between you being invited to a party and you now being a part of who actually determines the guest list to the party moving forward this is a very important position to play we also have to understand that there's a difference between leadership, influencing, and entrepreneurship. And when we are living in a capitalist country, there's going to be individuals who may, you know, do a little of both, but at the end of the day, are who they are. Jay-Z is an entrepreneur. Now, he may lead some folks by making certain decisions and influence folks by presenting himself in a certain way, but he is an entrepreneur. Okay, that's what she had to say. It was a little of what she had to say. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and so, this shit's dead on it. Um, that was just, like I said, if you want to get the rest of what she said, you can go to her page. It is at Amanda Seals on Instagram. So, what she said, I definitely agree with. Her comments were crazy as fuck, um, to be honest. And they annoyed and irritated the fuck out of me. Oh, there was something else that was a good point that was made that I also like. So somebody in the comment section was like, um, um, conditional deal. Hire Cat back. LJ, you see me, and I'm reading it, I wrote, it was written. Jay-Z needs NFL and not the other way around. 
That might have been a socially progressive move, giving him enough respect. Jay walked over a slave being whipped for asking for freedom and climbed up the stairs into Master's house with a wide grin. This person responded, You still don't know... Hold on, shit. You still don't know the specifics of what Jay and the NFL are doing. This is what she was saying. Still looking at the situation from the outside in, judging off of emotion, hence your slave comment. I was like, exactly. Somebody else, so I agree with that. That people are just saying shit. Not really giving this a real thought and not trying to use reasoning and critical thinking skills. Excuse me. I feel like I burp every fucking podcast. I'm sorry. When I eat and then smoke, it gets burpy in this bitch. So, yeah. Okay. I'm, I got it right. This is the last time I'm saying this after this. Because, yeah. It's exhausting. But, she said, you sound sort of ridiculous. Do you want a black man back into the league um, that you're all saying you want nothing to do with? Question mark. It's either you do or you don't. It's either you do or you don't want to deal with the NFL at all or you do. Everyone is screaming and crying because of how Kaepernick was treated. However, when a black man tries to put himself in a position of power to actually influence the ignorance of the white man in that system, everyone is up in arms. People need to figure out objectively what they're asking for before they start commenting on things like this. And that is where I will leave it. Period, boo. Period. Oh, it was one more thing I wanted to add before I move the fuck on. TMZ came out, so I'm going to say yesterday, so basically 24 hours ago, came out and said that the partnership that they are embarking on is Jay-Z wanting to become part owner in an NFL team. It hasn't been disclosed which NFL team it is, but this is what um, the partnership is about. According to TMZ. Now, I don't know if this is true 100% because I haven't heard anyone else except TMZ report on this and then obviously the other blogs picked it up. But if this is what he's doing, then couldn't it be, let's just say hypothetically, when Cap settled with um, the NFL and got his check, because y'all do realize he got a check, right? Everybody that's scolding. Jay-Z like, he got his check. He didn't get paid for his grievances. Boom, we good, okay. Boom. We got that. So, let's just say, for instance, in his settlement, because we don't know what the settlement looks like, so in his settlement, uh, he's, he will be able to get picked up from his team in addition to the check that he was supposed to get when he got blackballed. Okay, boom. So, let's just say it's nowhere saying he can't play for them anymore. And then Jay-Z becomes part owner in the NFL team. If he becomes part owner, part means split in two. Or not, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Well, let's go to Google. Fuck. You know, I want to be accurate on this show. I want to be accurate. I want to give accurate information. And Google is your best friend when you're trying to do that. So, we're going to type in part... And we're going to type in definition. So we can make sure we get the accurate definition. And I can know that I'm not sound like a damn dumbass. Okay. 
parts or piece or segment of something such as an object activity or period of time which combined with other pieces makes up the whole divide the circle into three equal parts okay so a part can be any number so okay boom okay we got that part out of the way so let's just say he takes his part of the owner um part owner of the NF of an NFL team and he says okay hey with this part because he don't have a certain amount of pool in say so what if he can mess it up and niggle it I get Kaepernick on that hmm you feeling you feeling me clap clap are you getting ready to play Come on now, get the fuck out of here. And that <laughs> is the last thing I had to say regarding that. Moving on, I want to talk about Young Thug's um, new album. I think it's called Too Much Fun. I don't know how to spell his name, but honey. Twitter has been in a blaze. We're talking about this. Oh, it's called, yeah, it's called so much fun. Honey, they have been in a blaze talking about this. And to be honest, I love it. Now, I love Young Thug. I've been a Young, young Thug fan since. Mm, before 2015, when he came out with his first, um, one of his first little mixtapes. My favorite song on that mixtape was my, I can't remember what it's called, but my favorite song on that mixtape is Keep Going featuring Cash Out. So, you can, you can look that up and you'll find it. But, whatever year that came out, I know it was before 2015, so I've been a fan of his since then. And this is the thing about Young Thug. He actually can really rap. Like, when he not too high off drugs, he really can fucking spit some shit. And you really gotta catch him on a good day with the drugs, and you gonna get a good song. So, <clears throat> I like him because he can actually motherfucking spit some shit. And what he be spitting resonate with me. Like, period. Now, I didn't like some language. I was not a fan of that shit. It was trash. And, with, with Young Thug, I know I'm gonna get a good solid mixtape or album where he, like, where he doing the right amount of drugs. We can still get the desired effect and then I'm gonna get that trash ass album where since he was so goddamn high all he could do is moan on the beat and <clears throat> yell and make these weird noises and then have auto tune come clean it up and all that and those I just don't seem into it hasn't been too many of those but sign language was definitely that one but for, so far what I've heard I like the beats are fucking out of here they're crazy as fuck I love them so 
I feel like y'all should listen to this album. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I seen this picture of his album cover, which is super dope and creative, he literally has people standing in a way that shows his face. And that, to me, is so fucking funny and creative and fun. Like, the definition of so much fun. Having people wearing black shirts and white shirts <laughs> to, um... And to show diamonds in his chain in his ear and that all the rest are black that's fucking I love that I love it and then having this this aerial shot of his fucking the masterpiece like that shit is amazing so and I know he came out with that shit when he was high and I fucking stand I stand for it boo like I love me some motherfucking fuck period boo <laughs> so check that out let me know what y'all thoughts i want to suggest you know put y'all on a new new album you know what another good album is um j cole and his crew his um his crew got a bomb ass um album or like what is it that they call albums where like um a label group or like a group, a team, <laughs> get together and do like a joint thing. Is it a joint album? I don't know. But they did a little joint project together and the shit is fire. Period. Point blank. Moving on. Oh, it was Angela Bassett's birthday this week. Let me give a huge happy birthday to Miss Angela Bassett, the queen, an icon, a legend. I stand. Okay. So yeah. She is who I wanna look like at my sixty. She look damn good. Okay? Beautiful. Solid, strong black woman. Happy fucking birthday. Happy sixty first motherfucking birthday, Miss Bissette. Go off queen. Now, move along. I wanna see okay, so let me talk about this Nicki Minaj saga. Saga Um, I don't listen to um what is that called? Oh, well, you know what? This interview wasn't on there. So, um, Nicki Minaj was on Joe Budden's podcast. If you don't watch his podcast, you should. Because, well, you know what? When him, when him and Sam broke up, I don't know why, but I, I stopped. I'm sorry, hold on. Okay. When Sam and Joe Budden broke up, I stopped listening to his podcast. But I did used to listen to it a lot. And, um, I don't know. I really liked it, to be honest. Mine was annoying because I feel like he, he has, I don't know, he just seems so immature to me. But, um, yeah, other than that, I really don't mind the podcast. I feel like it can be misogynistic on there. And, um,. Their rhetoric, their rhetoric, their rhetoric is not always um, the best when it comes to black women. It's just not bottom line. But um, I will say that it is a good listen. It does give a different perspective. So yeah. Okay. So. Nicki Minaj was on the podcast and her and Joe Button had gotten to it 
um, on the podcast. She called him out and had receipts for some things that he said um, in regards to her about shit that happened with Megatron and her being on drugs, etc., etc. So, uh, it was a lot going on. I feel like if she decided that she was going to come on the show, she should have kept it civilized. Not saying that she couldn't have read him for filth and read him down and got him together and pulled his motherfucking car and pulled his coat tail. Yes, queen, you should have did all of those things. But I feel that the way she articulated herself, sometimes it comes out very manic. Like she's having like a, I don't know, a out, some type of outburst. And drug-related outbursts. So I wanted to add that part. And it, and it comes across very manic. So, with that being said, um, I feel like if she, I feel like she should have done a better job of trying to keep her composure. I think she should have done a better job of allowing him to, because I feel like with Joe Budden, he definitely a lot of times puts his foot in his mouth and just be saying shit that he has to end up walking back because he just be reacting off his emotions of things and his emotions and feelings of being like in the industry and stuff so I kind of feel like that is why if she had remained calm she would have been easily able to fluster and put Joe in his place if that was her desired effect that she was trying to you know go for uh on the podcast but it was just a lot of yelling a lot of screaming and I feel like it could have went differently. And I feel like she didn't have to do all that yelling. Um, so, I, and I, and I kind of feel like you could have valid ass points. But when you get all loud and get crazy, it takes away from um, your point. It takes away from what the fuck you trying to say. And so it's, it's kind of just like, damn, you're making valid ass points right now. But the way that you are coming across with your points, the way you you uh, yelling out and you coming and you bringing it, it's just like, whoa, mama, it is a lot going the fuck on. So that's kind of how I look at um, what she did. It was just a lot of yelling and screaming and cutting her cutting him off and her not allowing him to uh fully speak except if he was saying something that she even though he did deflect at one part i will say that um but it was just a lot of her not really letting him speak cutting him off for not really letting him get his shit off and when she was asked a question not really being able to um Allow him to articulate himself before she cut him off. If he didn't say yes or no, it's kind of like when you talk to a black mom. If 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 he didn't say yes, I said this, blah blah blah. She was cutting him off and yelling over him. And I feel like that's basically what happened. Um, 
majority of the conversation so yes if you want to listen to that it's on youtube i think it's broken up into two parts i have not taken a listen to it except the clip that i heard and then it was like this whole drama with um trina and she came out and was just like she not gonna have she don't have no beef with the queen you know with Nicki minaj she not that type of person she not on that type of time etc etc blase blase so i guess that uh stops that in his tracks and i think that was her intent which was to stop it dead in his fucking tracks so at this point i am just happy that i'm just happy that Trina didn't feed into the drama because it's, it's really easy to feed into drama in the industry with people liking other people's comments. It would just be all shady things. So, yeah, that happened. And this is kind of how I feel about Nicki Minaj. I feel like I feel like I, I love some of her music. Some of it's trash, some of it's good. It's hit or miss. Just like what I was saying with Young Thug, it's hit or miss. Depending on what drugs you may catch them on, it's hit or miss. And what season in their life they are, it's hit or miss. I feel like Nicki Minaj presents herself as a as a person who, if you don't if you don't come out and support everything she does, then you a hater and you don't respect her and this that, and the third. If you you can you have to like everything. If you don't like one thing, or if you outwardly say, "I don't like that," I feel like she could have done better, or "I don't like that," I don't I don't think it's a good song. You cut off. It's an issue. It's smoke. It's beef. It's drama. It's upheaval. It's exhausting. It's it's just so exhausting. So, girl, don't you get tired of having beef with people? Um. Now I will say I don't think Everything Is on her I do think In some situations She has been provoked And she's been painted to be the bad guy And then in other situations She made herself the bad guy And is the aggressor And it's just a whole like she want people to bow down to her. She want people to kiss her ass, and if you're not kissing her ass and telling her you walk, you love the girl and where she walks, she don't fuck with you. And that's what I don't like about Nikki. Now I have to add. <laughs> I have to add that in her interview, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, <laughs> Nicki Minaj made a comment like, "If just because you rap fast, fast, don't mean you're good." Now, to my understanding, she was talking about. Wait, <laughs> she was talking about male rappers, but Shawana, and if you don't know who Shawana is, type in 
on YouTube or Google. Shawana. I think it's spelled S H A Sha W A N A. Shawana. Get some head. Or you can type in Shawana DCE. Or you can type in Shawana Get some head DCE. Which stands for Disturbing the Peace. And it is Little Chris's record label. And the girl on his record label was Shawana. So that was on your memory. If you don't know who she is, or you young, and you just really don't know who the fuck that is, and then jog your memory if you old and you remember. So after hearing Nicki Minaj's interview, Shawana had this to say. You know what I'm saying? Always, always hate your weird body. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. One of them. Uh, so, you know what I'm doing there. I talk. You are. Why am I in shambles, Ashwana? One, because she said, <sighs> when, when we start saying names, we, we gotta stop putting out. <sighs> Oh, sorry. Bless me. <laughs> Excuse me and bless me. <laughs> we gotta start. Uh, we gotta start pulling our pants. We gotta start. Um. We gotta start. Uh, we gotta start writing raps. <laughs> like yes, Shawana, go off my. So, Shawana, and Kesha said when already was like she can't rap and she wanted to skip right over that like. Nicki Minaj can rap, and to my understanding, she writes her own raps, so I don't think it would be an issue for y'all to go pin for pieces, but more impart- importantly, more importantly, I feel like she embarrassed herself by even saying this, I think she should just ate her food, and did her interview, because it looks like she's at the radio station, I don't know if she's the host of the show, or a guest of the show, Cause I haven't heard from Shawana since I was getting some head, which if you could hear in the background was what was playing. And and I didn't even know she was on a original song. I feel like she was on a remix. Or was it her song? The fact that I don't know that says volumes to where she is in her career. But the fact that I think she should have just sat there and ate her food, did her interview. I feel like she looks crazy as fuck to even think that Nicki Minaj was talking about her. And that's no shade. Like, I just think she looks crazy as fuck. Like, now I will say, Nicki Minaj does have a habit of, 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 
over dressing people who are not really on her level as far as accomplishment wise and, and career wise what they've been able to do and I feel like why did she respond to him like no shade to Remy Ma but Remy Ma has not accomplished it as much as Nicki Minaj and I feel like Nicki Minaj was just stooping stooping love to respond to her in the first place and I don't mind Remy Ma I don't know Remy Ma, Ma can be such a bird sometimes but I like how I lean back and um what song of hers that she had that was hers um, I don't know, but I like to lean back. So I feel like Shawana tried it. I think she tried it. I think she needed to take this down. Well, they didn't never never forget. So they're gonna drag the fuck out of her for even even attempting to think that my nose was talking about her. Now it could be a possibility that she was because she does sometimes do well to address certain people. That's what the point I was trying to get at before. But I do not necessarily think that she was speaking specifically about Shawana. I just don't my spirit is not sizzling for that for that for that for that thought. So God bless Shawana. And that's what I would say about that. Um, Nicki Minaj has not responded I am glad that she didn't because at this point what is the point of, of responding and then she posted another post and then cause I guess people were saying who is she who the fuck is this which is understandable and so she posted it a video and it said and then she put the caption oh no she posted a picture and she said who is she question mark her answer okay she her was the answer bitch she is her and her is she and hashtag chicago on that so she put a stamp on that bitch okay it's coming to your pill box and she and somebody wanna come in and say it's sad cause you dope instead of putting a name to your talent you rather be bitter and then somebody responded and said, can y'all please, I mean, somebody, she responded, well, she, <laughs> she responded and said, can y'all please stop acting like that fast rap comment wasn't about me, who else she talking about, who, let's cut the shit and be real, she talking about, who she talking about, and I'm like, Shauna, is it crack, but she going, mama, is it crack, because what have you put out lately, that she could possibly be talking about you rapping fast. The only person I know that rap fast out of Chicago is Sister. So when she coming at, when she saying she coming for her, I'm like, how, 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 Sway? Like where? I just don't see. I feel like she's reaching so far that I'm surprised she's both her arms are not broke by how far she's reaching to ignite this beef between her and Nicki Minaj. So. I hope that Nicki Minaj doesn't respond to that shit because that shit is laughable at best. And I like Shawna's verse. I did. I did like Shawna's verse. And to be honest, if y'all go look at the video um, that I let y'all hear, Shawna looks like Tina Arnold. So she hasn't aged bad. I mean, time hasn't done her wrong, but she should have ate her food on that one. She should have ate her food. She should have ate her food. Moving along. It looks like 
Jay-Z and Lizzo are going to have a song out together. And I'm excited. Um, I don't even know how I got hip to Lizzo. But I stand. Okay? She's big. She's beautiful. And she has such a sex appeal and just confidence about herself. And I stand. And I love it. And she's in the studio with Jay-Z. And I think they even gave a little snippet. This may be a little snippet of what they was working on. So let's look. Yeah. Yeah. Why I look like New Mills was in the back? It's blowing his nose. If you look at the video, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, that should sound bumper. That should sound like... Uh, I can see people voguing to that shit though. That's what that sounds like. But I love me some Justin Timberlake. Like he know how to make a song. Uh, his album. Oh shit! What was that album that came back and like came out in the early 2000s? I don't remember being in like second second grade and listening to that album. It's the album with um Crimea River on it. I think it's called Justin Timberlake. I think. I think, but that shit is the bomb. If you go to his albums and Crummy Rivers on there, that's the album I'm talking about. It's a bomb. I remember being in second grade listening to that when CDs was out. I met my mom give me the CD. Well, no, maybe my godmom blessed me with a CD for like my birthday or Christmas. One of them got it for me. And baby, I used to make my mom pop that, play that in the car. Because I love me some of Justin Timberlake. Always have. So anything they doing together is gonna be fucking nuts. And if they get Timberland on it, oh my life will be made. So I'm super excited to hear what they got to say. I feel like that pretty much wraps up um the current event segment this week. I feel like we really got into some things. We got deep into some things. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy theories. All right. So this week's conspiracy theory is the JFK assassination. Now, I've heard a lot of things about this um, assassination, particularly, um, and. One thing that I heard, and it sounds plausible to me. I mean, all of it can, anything can really sound, well, not anything, but it sounds plausible to me. So basically what I have heard about this conspiracy theory is that the mob placed a hit on John F. Kennedy because his brother um, prosecuted some mobsters and I guess they had some type of deal and the deal was supposed to let allow the mobsters to do and move how they were supposed to move and do what they needed to do. And um, also it was said that they helped him win um, the president election. So I feel like when he didn't uphold uh, his part of the bargain, they knocked his head off, literally. He was shot twice, one to the head, one to the neck. Um, I think he was assassinated in 1963. And the person who had, who was pinned for it, his name was Lee Harvey Oswell. And, um, they, the police said they did, basically they did a, um, 
an investigation. They found that he acted alone. He wasn't working with nobody. There wasn't no accomplice. But the conspiracies say that the way, like, in which he was shot, John F. Kennedy, and the trajectory of the way he was shot, it couldn't have been, oh, boy, because he wasn't, he said he was in the sixth floor of another building, and really, it came from, the shots really came from a different um, angle, and so, that's the reason why they feel like he didn't act alone, and I, yeah, okay, so that's that, um, I'm trying to think other stuff I heard. So the mobster story was the biggest story I heard about John F. Kennedy. And it's funny because um, I don't know if y'all remember that Quincy Jones interview that he did with. Who the fuck did he do the interview with? I can't remember. Shit. But he did the interview where he was like spilling everybody's tea. And he talked about this. He talked about how um, he knew who killed him and it was the mob and woo 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 so that's the one that I've heard the most um, throughout my life was about the mobsters that knocked him off because his brother prosecuted some of the some of the good fellas. You feel me? So boom. But other conspiracies was that the KGB um, had an assassin knock him off, and the KGB. Oh shit! What does the KGB stand for? It's basically like America CIA. But the KGB is Russian? Yeah, because M15 or M13 is is um, United Kingdom or Europe or something, the people. And then KGB is the Russians, I think. Y'all can all Google this to check my, to shape my facts. But um, other conspiracies was that it was a KGB operative that knocked him off. Um, another one was that the CIA themselves knocked him off, which is also something I, I feel is plausible. It could have been the CIA or the mob or them working together. That's something I kind of always thought, um, just because I watch shit like blacklist and person of person of interest and shit scandal. And even on there, niggas was taking copping for shit. They didn't even do like. When you really see how evil this world is and how people really got um, special talents that they use for evil to get rid of people, to make people disappear, affect their deaths. And, like, it was this episode on the blacklist where um, it was this dude, he knew how to dispose of bodies without no trace of them and, like, liquidize them, basically. It was another nigga that knew how to make people disappear that wanted to, like fake their death so they can like you know go off tell me why he would get people that looked identical to this person he would kidnap them he would inject some of their blood into um the person's body he would take out their teeth and put in um the teeth that they run the dental records on he would literally down to the very DNA change this person to make them the person that's trying to like disappear and then kill them. Like on the episode I seen, he basically kidnapped this woman and this man, turned them into 
um, a missing couple that was mobsters or like in the mob or in the family and put them on a plane together and they woke up and they was alive when they died and they crashed on a plane. I was like, oh, I was shook. So I know shit like this could go down because I seen it. I seen it. And where you think, I feel like life imitates or art imitates life. And I feel like in this in this scenario, that should be imitating. Obviously, I don't have no real proof. And it was so long ago. So, it's like, who gives a fuck? But I feel like the CIA and the mob was in on it together. Um, Let me know what you think. Don't forget to comment. If you're listening to this on, like, Spotify or Apple, if you want to interact with me, and um, give me some of your opinions. You can always go to the YouTube at LC3TV um, and go to my playlist. And my playlist will have um, Chief and with Chi. You can go to the video. You can comment specifically. Or you can just type in the title of the video or Chief and with Chi. All the videos will come up and you can comment. So comment below and let me know what you think. Was it the CIA? Was it a KGB? Was it the motherfucking mob? Do you think it was two of these people in tandem with each other? Like, do you think it was uh, the vice president at the time? Who do you think it was? Let me know in the comments. Please and thanks. Now, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and move on to the last segment of the day. Riddle me this. Alright guys, this week's Riddle Me This is this. We're going to go ahead and jump right on into it because I have kept y'all long enough and I don't want to keep you no more. Um, this ancient invention it allows people to see through walls. What is it? Simple, easy, to the point. So let me know what the invention allows people to see through. I mean, let me know what the invention is that allows people to see through walls. Put it in the comments. Whoever gets it right first, I got something for you special. And that wraps up this week's Chiefin' with Chi, episode three. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, listening to me, vibing with me, smoking with me. (laughs) I'm out, y'all. start to care then I find 